Welcome to the Core Podcast. This one's a little bit special because it's just hosted by me. This collection of fantastic podcasts comes from a load of amazing, influential women in tech. I'm really excited to share this with you throughout October. I hope you enjoy. Uh, so then in this episode, I'm delighted to be joined from Jess. And Jess has come from us from Barracuda, who we work with very closely with Core to Cloud and actually was the first vendor when I started in this industry that I was taught about. So um, Barracuda was one of my early ones. So Jess, really delighted for you to join us today. Would you, anyone that's listening, could you just give a quick overview about yourself, your journey, how you've made it to the career that you're into today? Yeah, sure. So Jessica, as you mentioned, so I'm the Director of Channel Alliances at Barracuda Networks. I have been here around seven years at Barracuda in the industry as a whole, about eight. And I actually was recommended by a friend of mine to get into the industry. Um, a girlfriend of mine who had been in the industry herself recommended me for me to move over. And it's been it's been pretty cool, to be fair. I've had a, a really great journey. Um, I've definitely worked on a, a lot of different projects and things like that. So it's, it's something that's been really exciting. So, yeah, that was sort of how I jumped into the industry. What was your background before? You said you jumped in, was it, how was your role, pathway, university? What? How did you end up where you were? Yeah, I actually worked, I started working from quite a young age, to be honest. I've always had jobs since I've left school. Um, yeah, so, yeah. I, you know, I was, um, I mean, I worked in a jewellery shop when I was um, in college. I worked there, but then I, I jumped out of that and I sort of stepped into sales, really. I was okay. um, an insurance broker and then I went into an estate agency role and was looking for sort of that next jump, really. So um, as I mentioned, my friend recommended it and moved over from there. So sales related roles, I guess, um, and then moved over to the tech industry. And what was the recommendation of your friend that made you think, oh, I might give tech a go? Because it's not normally yeah. something we pick to choose as, a, as an industry, no, I don't think. Not. Yeah, no, she, um, I think the perception of IT industry I mean even when I talk to some of my friends now mm. a lot of people are like oh geeky IT people and like there's definitely a, a tag alongside it but uh, she just explained to me sort of you know where she was working and she actually said about you know they were doing all these wellness weeks and it was a young and fun industry and, and that sort of thing and it actually made me like change my perception on it and jump over and into it as well and I think she just said how fast it was growing and just that it was a, a good industry to be in so I think yeah it was it was that that she recommended and I and I took the jump. And interestingly you took the jump you didn't mm-hmm. have any previous experience I assume so how did you tackle I guess the interview process but also from then on because I know when I started I came from a marketing background with no tech or cyber so there was a little bit of I guess imposter syndrome or not quite sure knowing and, and there's a lot of jargon in this industry uh, that I had absolutely know that I had to do a lot of learning so how did you that transition period how did you mm-hmm. I guess get your stripes and, 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 and get a good understanding of the, the industry? I think it's well it's mainly around research right well no matter what industry you go into you know you're always going to have to learn new things and so I think you just got to find the right industry that's right for you for me I jumped into tech and I actually found it really interesting and I think doing the right sort of courses and enablement to train yourself up on the different areas definitely helps I was very driven on on making sure that I was always getting the right sort of grades I was signing up to things that were basically 
you know and you didn't necessarily have to do it but you know I, I went off and I did the learning and I did the research and just developed my skills really around technology and I think that's what helped I think no matter what industry you go into as I mentioned you you have to learn new things so it's just about putting the time and effort in to be able to do that. Was there any particular resources or training things that you found particularly uh, helpful or would you recommend if someone was I mean were they free or were they helped through the company that you um, went to first? So part of them were through the organisation that I worked through first. Yes. I think now, if you look at it, I mean, there's there's so many different books and Spotify and all the different mm-hmm. sort of podcasts that you can read up on it. There's just so many different ways to to educate yourself in different areas. At the time, it was very much um, sort of like e-training, like yeah. online skills that I had. But I think, you know, everything's always changing, right? So I always try and learn new different things along the way. And, you know, I'm really fortunate at Barracuda, we've got a campus and we've got tons of different platforms to to train yourself up on our technology. But right. I think you need to sort of educate yourself on skills outside of that as well. So I, I tend to read different books and like look on podcasts just for general skills, you know, not necessarily just to tech, but just general skills across the industry. Yeah, because there's a lot of life skills and different things that you can take from different roles that still fit perfectly mm-hmm. in this. I think... I know from a lot of time, especially when I've been recruiting in the marketing team here, everyone has this preconception that you have to be so technical and understand everything. And I think that I don't even know if that's possible, actually, in our industry to can know everything or know every ransomware attack that's been released or know, every, you know, like I think it's just like you said, it's changing all the time. I think, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if anyone, even a high expert, I know you have incredible experts at Barracuda. I don't even know if they would say that, oh, I'm an expert in every field of cybersecurity. I just think that's a bit of an impossible task. right? Now. To do that. Yeah. yeah definitely. There's definitely the, the old timers that have been here a long time. I've got a lot more experience, I would yeah. say. Yeah. But like you said, there's, there's always new things coming out, right? So you always have to learn new stuff. So you can definitely be an expert in, in areas, but I think that's probably a key thing as well, is just finding where you you do extremely well and then focusing on that area and becoming an expert in that area because you'll spread yourself too thin if you try and learn everything, I think. I think. Yeah, agreed. And so when you moved, did you start, you, sorry, you started in a sales role and now you've kind of, you're more in the sh- uh, channel position. How did that kind of progression happen and what did you what did you learn along the way and why where have you and landed where you are now yeah so I started in end user roles and I think that's really important because it helps you experience the the customer journey it helps you learn about the challenges they're facing and from that I sort of moved across and when I first came to Barracuda for instance my role was split between end user and channel Mm -hmm. and I guess I just developed along the way there but I think when you when you step into the industry it's definitely good to experience different types of roles because I think if you always stay in one you'll only ever know something from that perspective so yeah I think doing the end user role and obviously getting getting your hands in on the on the projects and things like that definitely help with that process yeah and then moved across to the uh, the channel side of things worked with tons of different types of resellers across the UK and Ireland you know the, the national large ones and some smaller you know value-added resellers as well so it's been great doing that and more recently sort of moved over to the alliances side so working with the likes of Microsoft and AWS and learning that side of the office as well. Obviously we've we're coming out of the whole Covid period and now we're getting to Mm -hmm. see people did you have a period obviously because yours is it's a very personal role isn't it you're building relationships you're spending time with people did it take an impact did you have to find different ways to communicate with your channel through that or yeah, did you have to do, I don't know, online meetups or different meetings? How did you keep the momentum and, and that conversation going over that period? Yeah, it was definitely extremely different. And I think 
in a strange way, workload actually increased because I think normally you'd go on site and you'd be with one reseller or one customer site for the whole day. You'd spend that yeah. time with that that partner. And by the end of it, you know, I was doing 10 different Zoom meetings a day. So I think um, it was definitely a change in, in what the way that you approach things. But I think that's actually helped us take things from then to now to balance mm-hmm. out that, you know, what you're doing in person and what you're doing virtually. But yeah, we definitely had to get quirky with campaigns and I think I did more cocktail workshops than I probably should have, to be honest. <laughs> but definitely had to get creative with it. But it's it's just so important to keep in touch with everyone and keep front of mind and, and obviously make make sure that your conversations are relevant and stuff like that. So we had to be creative definitely during that period. I get that. I think I became a very good gin expert and all the different information on tonics <laughs> than I ever expected to during that time. So, mm-hmm. I, so I'm with you. I'm with you of that one. <laughs> um, obviously... The landscape is always changing in this industry, which I think makes it quite exciting. If you were speaking to hopefully there's women listening to us right now or anyone hoping to get into the industry, why do you Mm -hmm. think it's really appealing? And do you see any, I don't know, common trends or things that you think that's happening over the next five years that you think or even more so you'd probably want to get into this industry now? Because I think, um, yeah. I think I think it's changing a lot if, from the marketing and things like that. But do you, are you seeing things that you're thinking, yeah, if I was looking for a role, I'd still still go this direction? Yeah, I definitely. I mean, do you mean specifically to women or just in general? Both in general. I mean, obviously, with the the campaign is very specific of trying to get more women in tech. But I also think getting more people involved in cybersecurity. We know there's a skill shortage across the board for yeah, this. So sure. um, ideally, definitely getting more women because that helps with that. But also anyone, I guess, listening. Yeah, it's it's such a rapidly growing industry. And the, the topics are always evolving and changing. I mean, if you look at cybersecurity as a whole, hackers are always getting more sophisticated and they're definitely moving to the trends and taking advantage of so many different things that we're experiencing. Obviously, like the pandemic, for instance, created a whole new load of different types of threats and it brought back old threats as well. So it's it's just a constantly evolving industry. And you even just mentioned yourself, right, there's definitely a skill shortage. Um, I think obviously, you know, getting more women in the industry would definitely help boost that and fill that gap between the the men and the women in the industry. But it's definitely an exciting time to be here. And I think technology is definitely such a big part of all of our lives now as well. So being able to obviously have the right security in place, it's just it's a great industry to be in because, you know, I'm always learning new things day in, day out. And I've been at Barracuda seven years now. So it's just somewhere that's just really exciting. And on top of that, there's just really great people in the industry as well. It's, it's fun. So it's it's definitely something I would say to get into. That's interesting because earlier when we said, you know, building our career and when you consider tech or cyber, you do have a preconception that it's a bit geeky. Um, I, yeah. I also played this gender game a while back and someone said, think of a nurse and most of us will think of a woman or you yeah. think of a CEO of a business most of us will think Absolutely. of a man um and uh, it was quite an interesting gender game and um and uh actually at my daughter's primary school they the, the cards that she she brought home the other day with job roles were actually very mixed so it was quite nice to see that um but uh getting back to my uh, uh, a point when you started seven years ago did you find that it was more male dominated i know um for me i did like there wasn't i think there was women definitely in HR and marketing but there definitely yeah. wasn't in the other field did did you find that and 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 did you um find that yeah you was you're quite quite a male dominated yeah area of people 
yeah so definitely when I started if I look mm. at you know we were in a different office then and we were a lot smaller but I was one of few women and yeah. it was definitely uh, obviously male dominated if I look at where we are now the women probably in the UK team outweigh the men which is pretty cool, interesting which is really yeah, nice really cool and um, we did have quite a lot of women in the tech team um you know but we definitely need to improve on that in terms of like pre-sales and engineers and things like that but definitely across the sales floor there's a lot more women which is pretty cool um I was really lucky actually because I remember in my first year we actually had the leadership team come over from the US and we actually had a female um in the leadership team and I remember her getting up and doing a presentation and I just thought that's awesome because you never really see that so I was quite lucky from an early stage I think I had someone to look up to that was a woman and yeah and she was she was super cool and she was great and so I was quite fortunate that I had that but there was definitely less than than there is now I think. I think a role model is such an important part of this on previous podcasts yeah. I've, I've been talking about this topic people have saying you know normally when you're making a decision of your career it's probably someone that you've either seen on a stage or yeah. maybe cooking a football or you've seen them play tennis there's someone that's inspired you and, and drives you with that and interestingly there hasn't been that many strong maybe powerful women within the tech industry f- to look at even if you kind of think of the well-known obvious brands of technology like Steve Jobs or you know that sort of thing there isn't been that do you think having those strong women and leadership and obviously it had an impact on you very early of seeing a woman doing very well in the industry do you think having mentors or access to to mentors or seeing them in in lights are really important yeah super important I think you definitely have to surround yourself I think generally with with like-minded people for sure mm. but I think a lot of the time people are actually quite scared to reach out to senior people and ask for mentorship I think at the time we didn't have um, a mentorship program we do now which is great but yeah. I reached out um it was actually a, a male a senior male guy that um I just you know I thought he was quite inspirational I loved his presentations and I actually reached out to him and asked him if he could be my mentor um I would have asked Nicole who was the woman that I mentioned but she was over in the US so I reached yeah. out to someone who was close by that I could lean on quite a lot and that definitely really really helped me along my journey I think because from both a personal and, and work perspective you know it definitely helped me and grow in areas where I thought probably wasn't possible and help with my you know soft skills as well as my tech skills as well which is cool so I think having a mentor is super important and I think totally right with this that it doesn't have to necessarily be the same gender because I think um what we're learning with having a 50 50 split in our team is that everyone has complementary skills that you need both in the room to to have that development like I think you know you can have all men and you could have all women but you all kind of bring very similar skill sets I always like to think the women on the team may be a little bit more patient and a bit more may have a bit more empathy in the room (laughs) and um maybe aren't as assertive maybe a slightly less risk averse I don't know I'm, I'm probably generalizing but some of these things allow if you have that in the room so I think having a male mentor is I've definitely learned getting into a more leadership role within the team is that I needed some of those male uh yeah. strengths as well like yeah. I needed a bit of balance because if I was always risk averse we'd we'd never get anywhere um yeah, so definitely. do you think having a male mentor actually supported along the way and there was things that you picked up from him that you thought oh okay I've brought that out of my character a bit yeah definitely I think because 
well, definitely when you first start as well, I think as a woman, you you probably doubt yourself quite a lot. Like you mentioned, you you get worried to take risks. I think there was a ton of times when I would sit in a meeting and I would think I'll say that and then I would panic and wouldn't say it. And then someone yeah. else sit at the table and then you're just, I don't know. And I think that happens a lot. I see it with some of the, the women in the team that, and girls that come into the team early on as well. You see sort of similar patterns. Mm. And I think definitely I mean I was really lucky with the leadership around me you know I had that mentor I had great managers and a lot of them always said to like you know stand your ground put your point forward you know this and I think that definitely helps build confidence and a woman could have told me that as well you know but it was just yeah the men that I had that with but I think yeah definitely helping you get your standpoint and obviously develop confidence is is something they help me achieve as well so yeah I think it does help because there's some really sad stats actually from women that our confidence massively drops between 28 and 32 um and it has a big dip um i'm sure there's a number of reasons of of that whether it's children or or marriage or relationships or or things that happen in our life period but apparently we start having a massive confidence dip at 28 and it apparently slowly gets worse unless you have some sort of um promotion or, or something that keeps you going up in confidence so I read that recently that was quite that was quite sad but also um, this morning I was listening to a podcast and actually they think that women may be a little bit not good at standing up for ourselves or saying for ourselves because of our they say it could be back to the fact of like dating and the fact that the guy is the one that asks you to the prom or the guy that yeah. asks you to the date and actually the women never are the ones that put yourself out so by the time you get to a job role You've not actually ever had to put yourself out there and get rejected. But if you've been a 14-year-old boy, you may have done that about 12 times until a girl said, yeah, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go for a day. So I thought it was quite an interesting concept that actually maybe how roles are played in life during up until that point that we don't put ourselves forward for that. How do you think, because obviously you've you stayed in a male-dominated industry, you've been obviously in a fantastic company and you've had really good mentors do you think there are other things that as women we could do to get our confidence up a little bit and do you think that could be I don't know education or having like you've suggested a mentor but do you think there's any other things that maybe we could do because I know we're rubbish at applying for jobs as well or putting ourselves forward to something that maybe we don't know 100% how to do so do you think there's anything that we could do to to be a little bit less risk averse probably the other problem we've got is if we're honest women are perfectionists as well so I think a lot of the time yeah. we worry about you know whether we'll do it right like you said and we probably don't put ourselves to think forward for things because you know we may not have full experience of, of what it takes to do that role but generally I would say especially early on I always put myself forward for things that were out of my job role and I think mm-hmm. that helps you build confidence because you learn and I think The thing is, as well, a lot of the time when you're new and you're learning new things, if you're showing that you've got, you know, the ability to try and learn, people don't really care if you muck it up a few times, you know, definitely my experience anyway. So I think putting yourself out of your comfort zone, I think even in your current role and just trying to experience new things, reaching out to different people and learning about different areas. And I always try to take on different projects, for instance, that that weren't really in my role which I actually think really helps because I think you learn new things and you build new confidence in different areas, which helps in in the long run, really. So I think stuff like that and just coming out of your comfort zone definitely, definitely helps with that. Yeah, I think that you said like being able, I think the perfection thing is so right. I think we just don't like, we think if we're going to take something on that we're going to absolutely nail it. But I think yeah. what I've learned, and I don't know, maybe we don't say this enough, that actually probably the, mo- the things I've met the most, learned the most from the mistakes that I've made 
yeah, like sure. that I've gone <laughs> okay I won't do that again whereas if you do something well or, or, or okay that's great but you're just repeating a pattern of itself that you already you're validating mm-hmm. what you already know um so yeah it is really scary and you don't get really I you don't, I don't think you get really taught that much at school that it's okay to make it I think because of the grading system it's like you hit a grade but I don't think you're allowed to get a bit messy at school it's very black and white do yeah. you think from a younger age there's something more that we can do with getting people into tech and even into cyber I mean I I bought my daughter a brilliant book um that was written um by a lady called Amber on LinkedIn she's an American and she's a sales and she did a a really great book um, about cybersecurity to explain it for a child that's and she loves it and she's really enjoying it. And even I learned some bits that were much more simplified than I was like, oh, actually, that makes more sense. Um, so I just wonder whether you think there's something that could be could be done there or even if it's just a low touch, because really all of us are involved in technology. It's around us all the time. My daughter does a lot of learning on an iPad now. So do you think there's things that we could do earlier on to make this a little bit more of a, an appealing career? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's definitely been a long time since I've been at school. Um, <laughs> I, did, I definitely didn't have um, a lot of visibility into different industries. I think it was very black and white of the standard job types that we had visibility into. So I think it's definitely improved because, I mean, I speak to you know my nieces, for instance, who are in school and, and they talk about the different industries you can get into. And I think they're, they're helping expand on that for sure, just as a yeah. whole, obviously outside of tech. But I also think, and it links back to what you said earlier, really, because a lot of the time I wasn't, you know, I wasn't great in school. I didn't get, you know, I wasn't an A-star student. I've definitely had to work a bit harder to try and learn. And I think sometimes that's also what what knocks things because I think, like you said, it is so set, right? It's maths, English, science. We don't really have skills outside of that that we look at. So you sort of think, oh, well, I won't be able to do that because I'm not good at maths or, you know, Mm -hmm. I was never really good in science or, you know, in IT, I didn't really do very well. And, And I think that knocks you. But I think a lot of the time, if you have, you know, if, if you're prepared to learn and obviously you have a strong character and you know you're you, you wanting to go out there and try new things you just have to take a jump for it and I think we need to inspire younger people to be able to do that because it's definitely like you said it's a very strict system in school isn't it so I think if you feel yeah. like you're not you know an A-star student then you then you can't necessarily apply for these type of roles which is it's not true effectively. No. Okay, so we think education's a really good way of getting us more into it. We think mentors mm-hmm. help us along the way. Always yeah. assuming that you don't know anything because if we keep taking risks and having a go and education's yeah. really good, that's going to really help us get onto this path and things like that. Do you think there's anything more? So obviously, we're women in our careers. There's always progression. There's a statistic that there, that we are doing better in the FTSE companies that there are more women on boards and on more senior roles but it's still quite low in the tech tech industry do you think there's more things that we could be doing um as both women in the industry of how we could empower ourselves to go up or do you think uh yeah do you think there's more things that could be done to give us that confidence to take those promotional roles yeah i think it's definitely a top-down approach, right? That needs to be an element of it. Companies need to be ensuring that they're promoting the right culture to in, like, inspire younger women to obviously want to want to grow and learn in the industry. Yeah. Um, I think another thing as well, like uh, what's super important is when, as a woman, and it, you know, it is sad that we have to look into this, but I think we definitely need to sort of research whether the company is the right fit for you as well. 
think mm-hmm. when you're in that early stage of coming into the industry, a lot of the time, because we do lack in confidence, you know, we don't tend to challenge the company of, of what, what's your culture like? Is Does that fit yeah. me? A lot of the time it's, well, you know, what can I do for you? And, you know, do I fit your company? But actually, I think you need to reverse it the other way around. And I think you need to look at whether a company is the right fit for you, because ultimately, if they're not going to promote them types of things like obviously career progression for women and, you know, that gender pay gap and removing that and obviously ensuring that you're 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 valued for your for your skills really then you don't want to go for that company so I think that's something that the women need to do when looking into a company to to flip it in reverse I think I think that's interesting for anyone really when you're interviewing I think I don't know about you but when I left uni I was so desperate for someone to hire me (laughs) oh like I was just so nervous with all of it that I never really ever considered whether that company was a good fit for me I was yeah. just like, oh, like, oh, I've got an interview. I've just got to put my best self on. I probably should have asked, especially some of the early day companies that I work for, should have asked more questions of like yeah, things sure. because, yeah, I, I mean, there's some fantastic companies around with fantastic cultures and, and around mm-hmm. us, and especially in the tech industry. But I think that kind of initial period of when you're interviewing and trying to find your first few roles, I think we don't ask enough questions of the employee. And um, I, I learned that the hard way, if I'm 100% honest. Yeah. I think I, I, for me, my experience of tech industry is it's amazing. And But I did yes. have hiccups along the way, for instance. You know, I jumped into a company where someone mentioned it was a good company. Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually look whether that fit was right for me. And I was there for a short time. And I stepped away from that. And that actually knocked my confidence a bit. Because I thought, oh, I'm not very good at this. I'm, I don't, maybe it's not the right industry for me. Yeah. And then I went to a company, um, obviously moved to Barracuda, where it was a great fit for me. And you know, and I flourished enough of working. Yeah, you know, I was, I, I loved it. So I think I learned that the hard way. Um, but that's definitely something that I, you know, I say to my, my sister and my nieces and stuff, you know, when you're looking at that stuff, you need to look at if it's the right company for you. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of cultural things that you need to check. I know we're in the the process of um we've got a, we've got a beautiful um office and we're refitting it in October. We're in a in a castle, so I'm very privileged. But one of the things when we were doing um the refit was I wanted a, a private room, um like a wellness room, but for a number of reasons that it was for prayer for people with different religions. But um I've got two young children, but it was somewhere to to um be able to express. Um, because I like normally you just go to the toilet and I have to admit it's just like the worst you it's just like a bathroom you're using the bathroom up like it's just not like um and because we had the opportunity of really taking the the building and, and making it a bit of our own I was a bit like I'm not the only woman right now that have got two young kids but hopefully we're going to get more women in the team and you know they may have children and, and things like that it would be lovely to have somewhere where they could sit and it's comfortable and it's private and they could put some music on and they just feel like they're not I don't know like in the way you can feel a bit like oh I'm sorry I've just got to use this toilet and I'll probably be about 20 minutes like and um so yeah that was just one thing that I was really passionate about like and that I hopefully will be a HR thing for someone on a recruitment or a thing they'll be like oh actually that place has got a really you know aspirationally want to have children that would be great for me it's all those things isn't it I think and I don't even think it's a, a male. Fe- I think just people just don't think. I don't even think yeah. it's like. A, I think it's just got to happen to them to be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that would be a really good idea. I don't. I don't yeah. even think it's like a, a male thing or people not being considerate. I just, I just think, yeah, yeah. they forget. I maybe. Think, you know, I mean, you spend a third of your life working, right? You need to make sure yeah. that it's a good environment to be in, and that you obviously have spaces where you feel comfortable and stuff like that. So, but I think you're right as well. It's it's 
until you sort of raise it sometimes companies don't think about it so it's important you sort of feed that back I guess which obviously you've done and it's it's worked out really well so generally most people need to probably voice their opinions a bit more I think yeah I think that's anything for male and female if you've got something or something that you're passionate about or or want to add into the mix I think someone will listen to you it might not happen straight away but hopefully you'll have some influence or you'll put like a little spark in in someone's mind um if you were obviously you've talked about your nieces and they Mm -hmm. decide to actually I want to follow in your path I want to get into tech what would you be your best advice right now to start looking into a career and where would you start them and and give them some advice for that yeah so definitely looking at sort of the type of role that you want to that you want to do um is is super important because again you can apply to the wrong type of role and it may knock your confidence you want to do something right for your set of skills you have at that time and I think um obviously developing I mentioned earlier about soft skills right so working on your soft skills because I think if you develop the ability to be able to talk you know in public situations to be able to deliver presentations to be able to deliver business ideas or even you know going back to things of voicing your opinion of how you want to change the offices to make better workspace I think Mm -hmm. if you have confidence in being able to talk about them types of things that helps you in your career as well from from loads of different aspects right when you when you look at soft skills uh, I think we always focus on things that are important like looking at sort of technology and understanding the risks and the different types of security and whatever area you may want to be an expert in but I think a lot of the time we lack focusing on on your soft skills and, and how you can actually communicate with people so I think that's yeah. that's a really big thing because if you develop that generally you can learn skills elsewhere you know you can learn about cyber yeah. security you can learn about ransomware but if you if you focus on your on your soft skills first from there you then you then grow onwards I think so that's definitely something I would say because it's not something that a lot of people give advice on I don't think and the other thing that I just wanted to reach back on you said that you picked the wrong role or the wrong company with the culture and it had a bit of an impact on your confidence how did you rebuild yourself back up to reapply or step back into the industry yeah so I actually funnily enough it's actually a reseller who um reached out to me and said I know a company that that are looking for someone I'm going to put you forward and um I, I went to the interview and that was the first time I actually twisted it back and it was um it was Chris Ross actually so he's now our he's now our CRO and he was basically interviewing me he's super relaxed and um, he actually mm. asked me about my family he you know he asked me about my journey and what I've done and, and, and really personable things I think and that actually threw me because I thought oh he actually really cares about my well-being yes. outside of outside of work he wasn't asking me you know you know what you know what your weaknesses and and stuff like that like just the standard interview questions yeah he was really trying to connect with me on a personal level and I think that was really important and that's the first time I thought actually yeah you need to you need to figure out if if like if they're the right fit for you so I think that's what definitely helped mm-hmm. I think obviously stepping back into it you definitely need to rebuild your confidence but I think when you've got the right support network around you that definitely helps as well so just making sure basically that you're picking the right company and you have the right people within the company that you. you work with yeah I think it definitely yeah. helped no, that completely, I completely makes sense to me. So, um, I just wondered if you had any other final kind of lasting tips. Obviously, I appreciate you've given us a good chunk of your time today. Um, and mm. then, yeah, a little, um, any kind of extra tips. And then also, you you work for Barracuda. You obviously mm. believe in the company and the culture. Anything you would mm. recommend if 
someone wanted to find out about Barracuda or wanted to to maybe even get a role with you guys where you'd say the best place to look? Yeah, definitely. I mean, always feel free to reach out to anyone at Barracuda. We're a super friendly team, so always happy to discuss roles and opportunities that we have. You know, we've got a ton of different areas that you can work on from sales, tech, channel, whatever it may be. Um, or IT support you know we've got we've got really great roles but definitely reach out to anyone in the team you know we're always happy to set people up and yeah you know we've we've had um for instance cleaners reach out to us and start in the initial roles that have now developed into team oh leads. I love that yeah that's you, great yeah so we've had you know we're always open if we see and this is I mean I've, I've touched on it a few times but if we see someone that's willing to put the shift in and do the work then you can get into any type of role and he's he's a team leader now as well so um, I think definitely take the jump because you won't ever be able to do it if you don't, but reach out to the team and obviously see see what roles we have available because we're always keen to take on eager people, for sure. Perfect. Well, thank you, Jessica. I really appreciate your time and your insight and your thoughts. And obviously, we love working with Barracuda and you're a lovely culture and it's obviously a good show that you've been there for seven years. So um, you haven't moved around. So that's a really positive. So thank you very much for being part of the campaign and I hope everyone enjoyed listening. Thank you.